Welcome to another episode of Peers Over Beers, your favorite digital and social evangelist podcast with your industry veteran hosts, Chris Tetzel. This podcast starts now. So welcome to another Peers Over Beers. I'm Chris Detzel, and joining me is... Donnie Weinstein. Donnie Weinstein. Donnie, how are you today? I'm doing well. How are you doing, Chris? Doing well, man. Um, it's good to have you back on the show. You know, usually I, I, I um, will introduce you, but, you know, you've, you're just a regular, uh, you know, you're here a lot, so I don't need to introduce you. You can introduce yourself from now on, so... <laughs> but, yeah, I think, you know, we, we've been to the Michael Sandoval Wall of Fame. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, well, thanks for coming on again. I, I really uh, enjoy our conversations and we were talking a lot about in our pre-show. And one of the things that came up was the conference that you attended called Clicks. And, and I saw a lot of my peers at this conference. Unfortunately, I couldn't go, but I would love to talk to you more about Clicks and the conference and, you know, who you met, who, who, who was new, who was old, you know, that, and what'd you like about it? Yeah. So, you know, <clears throat> the, you know, community leadership um, event in, in Memphis, I think it was a new, a new event. Uh, I think there was sort of a lot of, a fair amount of uncertainty about really how, what it was going to be like, how, you know, the quality yeah. of the, the talks and, and the people that were there. But I think in the end it, it was, uh, you know, it was, very much a pleasant surprise for those of us that attended. I think that the, you know, first and foremost, the coolest thing was just, you know, getting back on the road and actually attending a conference and seeing, you know, mm-hmm. a number of people that, uh, well, first, all collection of people that we've been collaborating with for a long time, who some of whom I've met in person before, like Rich Millington and David Spinks and Adrian yep. Spire um, and others. And then others that, you know, have had the great opportunity to collaborate with and get to know virtually but never meet in person. So, you know, the fact that, uh, you know, Marjorie Anderson and, and Shauna Summers and, um, you know, quite a few others that were there was, was just great. Um, and then of course, being that, you know, this community of community professionals, just that general network, there were new uh, superstars that really I was not even aware of that we got to meet. And just like, you know, rock stars in their own, you know, in their own regard. So I think, you know, that having that was just, was great. Um, of course, you know, it's never a bad day when you have the opportunity to hear presentations from, from David and from Richard and Adrian, yep. uh, you know, in any given session. Um, and then just, you know, again, having these great conversations about what people are doing in, in a variety of, you know, whether it be anything like Christina Garrett from HubSpot and the HubSpot, HubSpot team is a bunch of rock stars. And so, mm-hmm. They had a couple of great sessions, but just getting to meet them, meet these folks in person was awesome. Um, you know, and then of course, I think just, you know, just the effect, the sort of that added benefit of, of attending a conference, you've got some of the sponsor vendors who, you know, you kind of forget about this working from home or, or, you know, not traveling, but just like, you know, there are some vendors out there that are spending some pretty big money and some really nice dinners and happy hours. And so, you know, getting the benefit of that is like, wow, I forgot how this was like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Them, that's always uh, a fun time. Who is who are some of the vendors that um, that were there? So you know, um, excuse me. Can't so remember anyway. Had, uh, you know, the folks from from Higher Logic and Danella. So Adrian was there. Yeah, uh, I got to catch up with my dear friend Michael Pohala from from Chorus. I mean, they've known mm-hmm. him for 
you know, he's, he goes back to the early lifting days, at least 10, 11 years ago. So he was there. It was great to catch up with Michael. Um, but then there were some others. So for example, um, oh my gosh, it was, I'll give me a moment. I'll remember the name of the vendor. They were actually one of the sponsors who takes to great, this great dinner. And they're based in, uh, in Austin. Um, but there was another gentleman, <clears throat> his name was uh, Isar. Uh, Isar Maedis, and he's actually got a, um, a business growth accelerator podcast. And he was really very much focused on, uh, you know, on community. So I'm actually teed up to, to eventually be on his, on his podcast. And he was actually interviewing people, you know, during the, con during the conference. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Um, let me think. There was also, well, anyway, there, there were a handful of, uh, of other vendors there that were, you know, pretty good as well. Cool. Yeah, it sounds like a fun time. And so it, it actually was better than expected. Yeah, I think it was definitely better than expected. Uh, you know, Memphis was definitely fun, uh, a fun venue. Uh, you know, I actually spent some time, well, at the very end, I had like an hour or so of free time. I actually went over to, um, you know, the, the birthplace of rock and roll, so Sun Studios, which is about a, a 10 minute 10 minute ride down the road from where the uh, conference was. I caught the last tour on the last day. And uh, that was pretty epic just seeing, um, you know, the place where Elvis was discovered and, and Johnny Cash and uh, Roy <laughs> Orbison. And it's just, you know, walking through a, uh, it's, it's literally a time machine. I mean, seeing this, you know, yeah. <laughs> original guitars and this, you know, the original recording equipment and the real to reels and the soundtracks of, you know, the first tracks that Elvis recorded in that studio. And that, you know, that was fun. But I think more importantly, it was it was very much about um, you know about the people, and <clears throat> I feel like I, these events are you know people are wanting to go to these events big time now. I mean, you know maybe maybe it's going to be like this is like, oh my gosh, I can't get enough events for, for the next six, eight, twelve months. You know, people are just going to go to every single event, and then you know maybe they're like, huh, I need some virtual stuff. You know what I mean? <laughs> so. Um, but that's good that you get to get out. There's nothing better than, to me, than connecting with people face to face, right? And you know the relationships become a lot better. You get to know them. You feel you know like a bond. You know, uh, I felt closer to you, for example, when you came out to Dallas, and we just met for beers, right? Like I think that was the first time, uh, literally, we met for beers, and it's yeah. the first time we've met face to face. It wasn't all that long ago. I don't know, a year ago or less. Um, and it was last summer. Yeah. So almost a year. Um, but it's just nothing better. I mean, you feel like, Oh wait, I know that person, you know, it's, it's pretty cool. So good. I'm glad you got out and I'm glad the, the conference was better than expected. You know, hopefully it's kind of interesting because you've seen kind of these new community like things, whether it's uh, technologies or, you know, different schools coming out for community managers, leaders, and, and then now conferences, you know, that's not led by, Bevy or CMX or something like that. So it's, it's, it'd be interesting. And somebody told me, well, I think this clicks thing's not going to work out. You know, there won't be that many people there. And, you know, I've actually heard a lot differently, different uh, things like from yourself and others that it was really nice. And I think all you need it really is for community leaders is, is just one, uh, a, a good venue, a good, um, good agenda, decent agenda. And then the people, you know, cause we just want to connect with people. I remember going to CMX one time and 
went to a couple of things, but then I was just connecting, you know, talking to people face to face, missed some of the sessions, didn't care. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I mean, went to some of them, but it was to me about how do I start building relationships, you know, and start finding people that, you know, know more than I do, you know, about some of this stuff and doing different things. So I'm glad you had fun. Yeah. And I've got my cheat sheet here. So I do want to give a shout out to, you know, Orbit was one of the vendors that really took oh, that's right. care of us. And uh, we got to meet their, one of their founders, Patrick Woods. Uh, but some of the, you know, the usual suspects were there as well. So Highbright, Discourse, uh, CredSpark, you know, Grazini was there. So we got to meet up with uh, my team from Kaltura, you know, John Summers and uh, Piper Wilson were in town. Yep. Um, and then of course, just meeting, you know, some new faces that, you know, had been on our radar, uh, just, you know, meeting them in person. So like I said, Shauna, and, but, you know, meeting Ashley Brookshaw and, um, you know, Tears of Austin. Let me see who else here. Christina Garrett, that I never met before. Uh, certainly, you know, meeting up with Rich. Uh, Ashley Frieden was not on my radar. He's from uh, e-consultancy and guild and came over from the UK. Hmm. Uh, and then, you know, this rock star, um, you know, her name is Laisa de Oliveira. Olivera, she's out in New York right now, but she's, uh, you know, I never, wasn't even on my radar previously. And so we got to know her really well. Where's she from? Do you remember? Brazilian, and she just relocated to New York City in, in the recent months. Okay. And, uh, she's got a, uh, a book on, you know, on community and uh, is, is, has a you know, huge following. And apparently, and she, she gave an incredible talk really about, awesome. um, you know, growing revenue around community. So it was quite interesting. Cool. Yeah, and then of course, just shout out to R.D. Whitney and, and Heidi Williams who put together the event. So, like I said, yep. for the first time, um, it, it was de it definitely exceeded expectations, and uh, a lot of good content, a lot of good quality time with uh, with a lot of people. And as I said, we met up with I uh, got to know, you know, I think cumulatively everybody got to grow their network uh, incrementally and and learn more and also um, make more connections. Cool, man. I love it. I love it. Um, so something else I wanted to kind of run run by you a little bit if you don't mind. What do you think? Yeah. So, all right. So sort of kind of talked to you a little bit about it during the pre-show, but uh, you know, something that that uh, I feel like um, RELTIO and, and building the community at RELTIO has been really a great experience for me, but also, you know, I, I would say for us, you know, I, bu I built this online community. It's, it's now been a year on April 28th, you know, and so just a few days from now, we'll be kind of a year old. And we've done some really good things, you know, uh, like um, a virtual birthday cake and uh, customer badges. Yeah, that's right. So I'll, I'll, I don't know if I have the badges ready, but I'll definitely have, <laughs> you know, uh, I have a little kind of thing there that I'll just post out and say, you know, congratulations and, and things like that. So um, post it on LinkedIn and Slack and all kinds of different things within, you know, so the company stays excited. But, you know, I built this really great technical community. So, you know, it's doing some really good things and, and you know, getting people engaged and involved with each other, but also our product more. And, you know, it's complex and things like that. So there's real need and, and it will continue on and and hope and, and, we'll, and I'll continue to cultivate that, you know. But what I've been thinking about a lot lately, and this, this has been kind of circulating around probably for the last three, four, five weeks um, with... Um, and, and the nice thing is there's buy-in at every single level because I've talked to my boss, the CMO, the chief customer officer, our CEO, face-to-face, -face, or not face-to-face, -face, but one-on-one -on -one with time, and then our founder and CTO. And there's this appetite, uh, and, and it's all around community. Um, 
think a little bit bigger, like, you know, today we have this technical community that we do some really good things with. There's a bigger community around just that technical community that that is in the data space, right? Mm. There's people. So when we think of, uh, you know, Relteo is a master data management company. It's complex stuff, you know, that people do, but there's, but there's a practice, you know, around master data management that we don't really talk about. We have the technology to help the MDM professionals, but we don't talk about MDM as a practice, or we don't think about or talk about overall at a high level mm-hmm. data governance as a practice and how do you get good data governance or good data quality or good, you know, uh, um, you know, a, a good data catalog and all these things. We don't. We don't. I'm not saying we've never talked about it, but we're not uh, doing a, a lot of that. What I want to do is now start thinking about whether it's some high-level employees could be VP directors or whatever that that are experts or can be thought leaders. So really start cultivating internal thought leaders because I want to see I want Relteo to be kind of a thought leader in the space of all things data and, and more specifically around the data type stuff that we could cover around data governance, data quality, you know, uh, security and, and master data management, right? So, um, and then start looking at the influencers outside of Relteo that, you know, could be our customers. And, and I think, you know, today we have a Relteo executive council and we got a great list of those customers. Some of them are CDOs or so chief data officers. We have a couple of CIOs and CTOs and, you know, at that, at that level. So sure. there's one place to tap there, but also, like I said, could be other influencers, like those that just give talks about the data governance stuff or the, you know, that kind of stuff. And then, you know, even re- so when you start doing that, when you start doing webinars or on-site meetings, these four or five kind of events, you know, or four, 10, 15 people type events, and then eventually get to the bigger event, you know, you're thinking of thought leadership, you know, and, and those kinds of things, you're writing content around, you know, data governance rather than Relteo data governance. It's not Relteo. It's, the data governance as a practice or MDM as a practice and, you know, quick hit video. I mean, there's a lot of shit that you can go do and start, you know, I can start building the strategy around. Um, and, you know, what I'm thinking is, is that I want to spend 70% of my time there. And then the other percent, you know, with, with the technical community today, it's just me. Hopefully I'll get another person or two in the uh-huh. near future, but um, to help run the technical stuff, but that's, that's what I'm thinking is, is there's a bigger, better kind of uh, community. And I say better, a bigger, broader community that, um, that I can go after. And that's what I want to do. Have you ever done stuff like that or thought about that? Yeah, very much so. I mean, I think, you know, certainly my time at Domo, I think that's probably the better analogy is um, <clears throat> I think the way to think about it is the the type of thought leadership that you would have speaking at our annual conference. Uh, obviously, we, we would be putting up our you know executives from our largest customers uh, on stage, and who you know a thought leader on data analytics and data data management. And you know here it's it's not exactly the same thing, but it's it's analogous in the fact that you're you know, you're talking about you know um, you know data governance and master master of data of data, and so having thought leaders there, and so. Yep. If you create a, uh, I think we never really got the opportunity in the virtual space to do that, but thinking about meetups and user groups um, mm-hmm. of various sizes, uh, having a thought leader like that come in, who may not necessarily be a customer yet, but- Doesn't matter. Recognized thought leader, there was definitely that type of thing that 
you know, marketing would typically own and would have at, you know, these bigger events, whether it be in New York City, yep. San Francisco, uh, not necessarily some of the smaller venues, but doing that and, and then migrating those conversations or even having those things promoted and, and even the conversations nurtured uh, in the community is an opportunity. We, just, we, we, we never got there during my time, but that certainly was something that was on, on my radar. Uh, so I think the way you, you know, the way to think about it, that's absolutely a great opportunity because again, it meets the, the core need of your technical community at the end of the day, because they too want to learn from yep. right, where, where's, where's the industry going? Who are the thought leaders? It's a big carrot to, to dangle in front of them for, for events and for meetups, but also to help drive conversation. So I think it's, a, I think it's a hybrid of, um, you know, how do you manage or, or, tee it up in either, you know, a, 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 a virtual event or in-person event setting, but then off-ramp that post-event conversation into uh, your community environment, specifically around the thought leadership, regardless of whether they're existing customer or not. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you on that. And I think, and, and the other thing that uh, kind of pushed me into this level of thinking and, and start, you know, an, an epiphany kind of hit me is, my CEO sent me a message the other day. I think it was last week. We did a ask me anything with our CTO and founder. And, you know, we had a good amount of people. I think it was about a hundred folks and about 60 of those were employees and 40 were, uh, you know, customers, partners, and, and things like that. I mean, positive about that is, you know, I get a lot of really good content from customers and, and engagement in that way, but, you know, a lot of employees actually came. So he asked, because well, how many people are on this? or how many people, and then he asked me how many employees, and I said, oh, it's pretty good, we did the numbers, because, well, I see that differently, because there's way too many employees and, and not enough customers and partners and prospects. Not a disagree, and, and I think, and he goes, Chris, community should be a marketing machine with hundreds of events and thousands of users that aren't employees coming to these events, whether it's virtual, he doesn't say virtual, but, but he's basically saying on-site, virtual, whatever, and then Maybe it's a feeder into the big event, right? You know, and so, you know, and I started thinking about that. And I was like, well, no way I'm going to be able to do it with just this technical community. No way. You know, like, and then all the other things that we've been talking about for weeks, it finally came to me to say, that's the way to do it, I mm -hmm. think. I think the way to do it is, is one is I've already, uh, and I'll tell you what I've done already, Donnie, just in the last three or four weeks. Uh, and I've been thinking about this for a while, but now I, for some reason it just hit, you know, it's like, oh, because, you know, leaders talk at a high level sometimes. And sometimes you got to think about how am I going to do this or what am I going to do? Like, I mean, I can't do this tomorrow, but you can start setting the foundation for it. And so um, I was like, all right, so I've got to figure out who these thought leaders are. And I've been kind of doing this before, but now I put it in high gear. And so I had to reach out to our VP of product, our um our, our senior leader over um, uh, machine learning and AI that is really new to the company, but knows a lot about that and now master and how that fits into master data management. And then we have this other guy that used to be a master data management practitioner, right? Like, so he, so I said, shit, I'm using those three guys and we're going to go do some shit. You know what I mean? Like, and, and so now I've got commitment from that person in AI, AL, MDM stuff that he's working on this thing called data quality. And I'm like, all right. And so I've talked to him. He goes, Chris, now what we can do is I've got some people at their thought leaders and not part of Relteo or anything else. 
and I can interview him and we have this thing, you know, the, I was like, all right, well, what's the topic? You know, and so he tells me and the first one's data quality. And so I have this guy that, you know, he's doing some really good stuff in data quality. Great. Let's, let's do, let's do a virtual event around that. And so, and he's committed to do, I just got the message, I think two, two a month. Uh, right. So one, once every two weeks, basically. Great. Now I've got this other guy that's going to start doing some stuff around, you know, how to build your master data management practice from scratch, you know, and then, but, but, you know, you've got to get people to start committing consistently and, and you have to kind of do that a lot as well. So um, the positive is that I'm just starting to build momentum. And then I've got like a call with our CMO next week and then the leader of uh, VP of growth. And, and, and I was, telling my boss about this, he's a CMO, and he goes, all right, Chris, here's what we're going to do. We need to figure out these three things. And he goes, so that I can get marketing behind you on this, you know, uh, we're going to meet with the chief or the chief communications officer. We're going to meet with me, blah, blah, blah. We're going to have a working session, and we're just going to work this stuff out, and we're going to go. And so I was like, all right. And so I'm just, you could tell I'm super excited about it because it's a little bit different for me. And, and, and it, it's the same stuff, but a different type of thing. It's not technical anymore. I mean, there's still technical things in it, but it's more at the higher level. And I'll be very interesting to see some of the outcomes. So I said a lot of stuff. Sorry about that. But you see my passion for that. So. Oh, yeah, no, it's great. And you know, while you were talking about this opportunity, I just remembered that a very good friend of mine from my HP days is actually a very seasoned Ooh. expert in master data management. So uh, I'm going to happily introduce you to Jeff Jones, because I think that's somebody you want to bring into your network. I will. I just sent him a LinkedIn message. So thanks for that. Or uh, connect. That's pretty cool. Um, any thoughts on, you know, maybe strategy, tactics, things to, you know, think about, you know, uh, I think this is kind of, for me, the first step is kind of this virtual and then start taking these guys on site. You know what I mean? To could be client sites, but more about, you know, let's, let's go to, to steak dinners or lunches and meet for two or three hours and have a 20 minute quick conversation about this thing and then do some networking, you know, that kind of stuff. So the tactics are one virtual events, two is on-site events. And then we'll see as hopefully we can build that up and have marketing support on a bigger event early next year. Yeah. So I think the key is to, it's not, again, you've done a great job. I think doing your homework and getting executive buy-in. I think it's, Oh yeah. Tapping into uh, what you know, marketing typically owns historically, get them involved and leverage their resources and dollars to you know put on bigger events. Uh, but, and but I think at the same time, think about starting small and getting a, a core, yep. <clears throat> high quality, you know, in person and virtual thing going. But I think you're on the right track. I mean, one thing that you you may want to consider is sort of analogous to this, which is. Um, you know, we used to do expert days at HP. We called them Dojo Days at Domo, but uh, that was for like any, you know, bring your toughest questions and we're going to bring a series of experts on to kind of rapid fire do a Q&A. I think in this case, it's more about, you know, having sort of a, a virtual, you know, having a virtual panel, but maybe you then create a, a live Q&A session where there's, um, you know, some seasoned experts that can help with those, um, you know, real-time answers. You know, so it's kind of like, um, I'm sure you're a part of this. When uh, Adrian did uh, over at Vanilla Forms in the past, he, he especially when I think uh, COVID first hit, he did these huge, I say huge, it seems like events all the time that he would get somebody like you or me on and, uh -huh. you know, and, and he would just have 
leader after leader after leader after leader and have all this content, you know, um, and if I was him, I would have, it's not his job per se, but if I was the organization, I would have taken all that content and used it in three or four other ways. Like you can yeah. do five different things. They didn't do that, but it was really a cool um, idea. And he did a really good job of getting the experts and, and things like that and, and marketing out, you know, um, you know, that kind of stuff. So it's kind of like that, but I want to take it to even a bigger level. You know, I want to, I want people to know who the hell RELTO is mm-hmm. in the data. You know, I want us to be seen as those thought leaders in all things, you know, uh, what RELTO can help with data governance, you know, and all these master data management, et cetera. So um, I think it's, it's a big opportunity. It's a big mm-hmm. thing to go do, but who fucking cares, man? I mean, it, it sounds fun to me, <laughs> you know, like yeah, no, what's the worst that's going to happen? Not, nothing. <laughs> You're uh, going to learn a lot, you know? Yeah, I think you got a lot of upside there. And I think it's definitely a, um, you know, as they say, it, it brings a lot of a lot more excitement into the day-to-day conversations that are more that are on the more technical side because you're bringing in that thought yep. leadership. And that's going to become a, a magnet for, you know, for the brand. What's well, a different conversation, right? I mean, it's just, it's just completely different. You get on like the webinars I do today, for the most part, you know, within the community is just, very technical and how do you do this thing? You go here, you do this, click that, you know, put this code in and, you know, voila, maybe it'll work. And well, you know, I'm sure you have to go mess with it. But then on the executive council, it's completely different, right? Like, you know, these people have to deal, deal with hiring. They have to deal with, you know, trying to find this talent that's really hard to find. They're dealing with, you know, other business leaders within the organization. How do you kind of get buy-in in this certain area? You know, what's the business cases that drive master data management that, you know, what, what, is, what does it solve at the end of the day? You know, these technical users just trying to make it work. They don't give a fuck, you know, what, honestly, a lot of them don't know what the business, the use cases and why they're, what they're solving for. They're just trying to put it together. It's like a, a puzzle, you know? And so, um, definitely different levels of conversation. I mean, they're both extremely valuable, um, you know, but, you know, if all you're talking to is your customers and, and how to use something, you know, um, it's not going to get you to the next level. It helps to establish the community, I think. But if you want to get to that next level, at, you need that peer-to-peer networking at, at the higher level too, you know, yeah. so you need both. Absolutely. Anything else? No, I think it was a great topic to, uh, <clears throat> you know, to cover. Well, Donnie, it's been great, man. I really appreciate you coming on Peers Over Beers. Well, it's always fun coming on your show. I appreciate you having me and uh, keeping the flame of Michael alive here. And uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, and anyone out there looking for, uh, you know, thought leadership and community world and helping to drive strategy and execution, I'm still available for, uh, for hire. Donnie's your man. You, you definitely have to go after him. And Donnie... Thanks again for coming on uh, Peers Over Beers. I'm Chris Detzel and Donnie Weinstein. Have a great weekend. You, You too.